Sensors, podcast consumers, welcome to episode 77 of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. I am, of course, your host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. Got a lot of stuff to get into tonight. We are going to have a lot of the usual common sense, but we've also got some stuff going on in this state, in this really the region of this state, as well as around this country. And we're going to get into it. The F-bombs might be coming out tonight. No guarantees uh, that, you know, that they are, that they aren't. But most likely, we're going to have some. In fact, and I'll even show it to people on live, I literally have F-bombs like built into my show prep tonight. That That's how ridiculous it is. So they're going to fly tonight. We're going to have some fun. We're going to drink some beer. I'm going to yell at a wall. So sit back, relax, crack a beer, pour a drink, get a bottle of water if you don't drink, smoke a bowl, smoke a joint, whatever it is you want to do, relax and enjoy the soothing sounds of Go Tell It to the Wall podcast, episode 77. And as usual, we kick things off with social plugs. Because how would you know how to keep in touch with us between episodes, before episodes, after episodes, during episodes, all that good stuff? You wouldn't, unless I told you every week. So we're going to do that now. Uh, one of the places you can follow us where we're actually streaming live right now is Facebook. Head on over to Facebook, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. That's right, facebook.com. You know you have a bookmark because you're always on that stupid website all the time. I'm on there all the time, so don't get offended when I'm saying it's a stupid website. Uh, but Facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. You're going to get updates on everything. We post all the new episodes up there and all that good stuff. Additionally, you can follow us on Twitter at tell the wall pod. Again, at tell the wall pod or at magic muppet. That's right, at magic muppet. Follow both of those. At tell the wall pod is obviously the official go tell it to the wall Twitter account, uh, but you also want to follow mine. Sometimes I, I like that one just gets a little dusty and I'm only posting like episodes there, but you'll get other stuff on uh, the at Magic Muppet account. So follow both of those, get updates, get all your common sense between episodes and all that good stuff. And of course, YouTube, YouTube, we are still on YouTube. Head on over to YouTube, search Go Tell to the Wall and subscribe to our channel. That's where you're going to find all the cool beer reviews. Uh, you're also going to find some individual clips from the, the podcast episodes uh, and of course, the entirety of our episodes are also featured on YouTube if you prefer to like actually watch them. Some people have told me I'm fairly good looking. <laughs> My wife, that's pretty much it. Uh, but if you prefer to watch them as opposed to listen, you can do so over at YouTube. Like I said, just go to YouTube, search Go Tell Us The Wall, subscribe, give us a, 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 blah, blah, give us a subscription, comment, like videos, do whatever it is you do, dislike videos. <laughs> we get some dislikes on there because sometimes I call people out on their bullshit. But such is the life of a, of a common censor and, and a podcaster who, who yells at a wall on a weekly basis. Yes, that's what happens. Uh, and of course, most importantly, all-inclusive of those things I just mentioned would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, www.SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Head on over there. That's actually going to link you to all those things I just mentioned. It's going to make it easy. You don't even have to like read. It's got little pictures of a little Tweety Bird thing and a little Facebook F and a YouTube Whatever that thing is, a play sign or I don't know, whatever that thing is, gonna make it easy for you. Again, SeanOrourkeLive.com, and that will also link you to our Patreon page and our Indiegogo campaign, which are two things. If you are so inclined and you have the means, uh, you can support the podcast, the channel, the overall Go Tell to Wall Empire financially. 
and every little bit helps if it's a dollar if it's fifty dollars whatever it is you can do so uh, through either patreon or our indiegogo campaign so you, you'll be able to link to those things through our website and of course the website also features stuff you're not going to find anywhere else there's pictures up there there's blog posts up there it has i've actually been slacking on updating it but it will be updated again soon uh so if you've been checking back over the past like week or so and there hasn't been news it's New stuff's coming. I just got to get it up there. It's a matter, you know, I got a toddler hanging off of me all the time. It's tough to, to, to get through absolutely everything there is to get through uh, that that kind of encompasses go tell to the wall. So forgive me on that, but make sure you bookmark it. Check back often. Uh, that's going to be your one-stop shop, really, for everything I just mentioned. Oh, all right, beer this week. Before I forget, uh, we actually themed this one. I themed this one this week. I did it on purpose. Because it's very similar to something we had recently. Very recently, we had uh, a similar beer, really of the same name, from a brewery called 21st Amendment Brewery. They're out of the Bay Area, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, And this would be the Brew Free or Die IPA. Now, we had the Brew Free or Die IPA a couple episodes ago. This is a new one. I believe just came out. I didn't do a ton of research on it because I'm familiar with 21st Amendment Brewery. Uh, But it's the same thing except that it's a blood orange IPA. So it's an IPA brewed with blood oranges. Uh, And it's got, instead of like the beige can, it's got a nice little orange can here. And it says blood orange IPA. Uh, it's a tasty brew. It basically tastes like their regular brew free or die, uh, except that they shoved a bunch of blood oranges in it. Now, if you're a fruity beer fan, this one's right up your alley. It is not my favorite. Uh, I've been getting a little tired of breweries just throwing fruit into stuff. Uh, you're also listening to the guy that I literally don't even put a lime in my Corona or any of my Mexican beers. If I'm like, no, I go to a Mexican restaurant, I order a Modelo or a or Corona or any. I, I'm like, I take it out, I put it on the side. I, I, so I'm very fickle when it comes to like the fruit and the beer. And this one, it's tasty, but I like, I wouldn't personally, I wouldn't buy like a case of this. I wouldn't buy even a six pack. Now I bought a six pack this week and I, of course, had to drink a couple on Tuesday of this week because uh, it was going to keep me from <laughs> throwing my TV through a window. Uh, but I, I probably not something I'd normally buy and drink a lot of. However, if you're into the blood orange, the fruity beers, uh, this would be right up your alley, especially if you like IPAs, because it is a, it is an IPA, got a little fruitiness to it. It's tasty. It's just too, it's too much blood orange for me. Uh, and of course, for those of you that listen a lot, I handed it to my wife the other night and said, "Try a sip of this," as usual, because she's kind of my guinea pig. She didn't love it. She didn't hate it. She didn't make the weird beer face that she makes with a lot of IPAs and stuff. Uh, so. Kind of depending where you fall on that spectrum, you may enjoy it, you may not. Uh, just prepare yourself for kind of like a little, I don't want to say punch in the face, but like kind of a, a jab in the face of blood orange while you're drinking your IPA. It's just funky. It's tasty. Not for me. I get it. But that's what's happening right now. The, like hazy IPAs and all this stuff. Let's pack as much fruit as we can. No, no, calm down. <laughs> not everyone likes fruit everywhere. Uh, but it's okay. It's okay. We will persist. Uh, now. I want to talk about one thing that happened last night in Thousand Oaks, California at the Borderline Bar and Grill. I'm actually familiar with this place. I've been there a couple times having lived in kind of, uh, the, the, I guess, the north end of the valley, the northwest end of the valley. Uh, I've been up there a few times. I used to go to the gym in Thousand Oaks, as a matter of fact. Um, and unfortunately, last night, that this was a location of yet another mass shooting uh, here in the United States of America. So prepare yourselves. I'm going to talk about it a little bit. I, you know, I'm not. I don't want to bring it down. There, there's only so much we can do by talking. 
There, there really is. This is something where action needs to happen. Uh, not only action, but just compassion. Uh, two things to keep in mind. So prepare yourselves. I, I obviously, I have to recognize that at the top of the show, and uh, we're going to touch on it a few times throughout the show. And in fact, Amanda, I'm, I'm noticing that you're on the live feed right now. I'm actually stealing... Uh, I, I wasn't going to use your name, but since you're on the live feed, I'm actually stealing a post that you had posted this morning about your own son uh, I- experiencing this, uh, w- what was going on in the news really all day today. It was it was an all-day affair. Uh, I'm sure it's still going on in the news. I just had to step into the studio and do some show prep and, and actually do the show. Uh, so I am going to... I'm going to use that a little bit because uh, when we get to the parenting segment, I think it's important to to kind of unpack that a little bit, hash it out, and 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 just get everyone thinking about not not only these mass shootings and the action and the compassion that we need to to take and have, uh, but also talking to your children about it. Uh, all right, let's get into some social. I'm gonna, the social is going to be a little down. Then we're going to have some fun with it. Uh, but stuff that's trending right now. Now, obviously, this one uh, just started trending today, possibly last night for, for those millennials that are up super late at night. You know, <laughs> uh, maybe it was last night, but the, the, the shooting happened like quarter after 11 last night. So most likely today this one took fire. And that would be hashtag borderline shooting. It's the borderline bar and grill. Uh, I'm not going to really read through any of these for you. What I, The reason I'm bringing it up is I think this is a good way to follow these things. I mean, you know, you can watch the news. You can follow news websites and everything else. Uh, but these are the times when I really, because I go to Twitter and other social platforms for entertainment, you know, time-killing things. Uh but really, when you have hashtags like this, that's a good way to get information. So I bring that up, uh, hashtag borderline shooting, because that's a good way to get information about what's happening. Uh, personally, I spent a lot of the day pacing around my house trying to distract myself with my, with my toddler, uh, hoping to God that there was nobody I knew personally that was one of the people killed. Now, I, that sounds very insensitive, and I genuinely don't mean it in that way, but just the fact that, that I, I know the place and I know... I've known people that frequent there. I know people that live up in the Thousand Oaks area and the Agora Hills area, you know, and I, I spent the day wondering when these names were going to come out. And, and so far, hasn't been anyone I know personally, but we're still waiting on a couple names. So, um, I mean, all we can do is send our, our, our thoughts. I hate to say that, but because I don't even want to say prayers. Pr- prayer isn't going to fix this, but we send our thoughts and our compassion uh, really to, to all of the victims and all the families. Um, of, of the borderline shooting, you know, and, and hopefully we can move forward from this. Unfortunately, I don't think we will. I mean, this is like the third shooting and the third or fourth in the past like week, fourth. I mean, it's crazy. This is happening daily in this country. Uh, and, and it doesn't matter what state, what city, it, it happens. Thousand Oaks, for those of you that aren't from Southern California, not familiar with, it's a very very quiet town. There's not a ton of stuff going on. You know, there's restaurants and, and bars, but it's not it's not like where I live in Highland in Highland Park, which is part of Los Angeles County. I mean, I'm five ten minutes from downtown, so you, you might expect that here. I'm not. We really shouldn't expect that anywhere. But Thousand Oaks is an extra kind of sleepy, quiet town uh, where this occurred, and it's very unfortunate. And I will say, uh, I'm I'm hoping Fat Mike. I think this is the time, Fat Mike of No Effects. This is the time uh, for you to really start rehabbing your image and let people realize that you're not a hateful son of a bitch. Uh, because here we go. We had some insensitive things. I don't want to get into all the details of it. You can go back to the episode where we actually talked about it. We had a bunch. We talked about how insensitive he was with 
something he said at Punk Rock Bowling uh, regarding the the uh, I ninety one country whatever it was in Vegas where that was terrible terrible tragedy. Uh, and we go to find out that there was actually people who had survived that mass shooting who were also at uh, Borderline Bar and Grill last night. And I think, Fat Mike, this would be an opportunity for you really to show your compassion, maybe put your money where your mouth is, and, and start rehabbing that image. Because I was at Surf City Blitz, and I saw a bunch of people wearing no effect stuff. And I, I, like for every one of them, I want to be like, dude, like, do you, do you know what Fat Mike did? Because like I, I I was a no effects fan too until he went and spouted off and turned into a hateful son of a bitch. Ugh. Of course, one of the other hashtags that is trending right now uh, would be hashtag gun reform now. Hashtag gun reform now. And of course, this one flies around all the time whenever we have something like this going on. Uh, is, is these hashtags flying around gun reform now? And that's some that's a hashtag that I have used personally. That's a hashtag that we at Go Tell Us the Wall have used personally to try and 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 evoke that thought in people that don't think we need gun reform. And of course, nothing is happening. Uh, but I will tell you again. I I don't even really want to read through these. Uh, but there is something I want to talk about regarding this. I actually got into it a little bit a few months ago with a couple of people online uh, because. Now, I am not anti-gun in any way. I am pro-gun control. I am pro-gun reform. Uh, in fact, we go to find out that, yes, the, the gentleman that committed this atrocity last night purchased a firearm legally. However, he had a, a clip or a magazine, whatever. I'm not a gun person. Whatever you put in there that was illegal. So, he, it, you know, don't say, well, it wasn't an AR-15. All says, No. He still had something illegal. This is why we need gun reform. This is, this is why, and not only gun reform, but mental health reform. We need to take care of these people. This guy that did this last night had been on the radar for a lot of people, not only police, but mental health professionals, everything else. And there was nothing we could that anyone could do to prevent this, unfortunately. And there's probably things that people could do, but they didn't actually happen. Uh, and so I, a few months ago, I got into this and, and I'm so sick of the NRA. If, if you're if you're a fan of the NRA, if you're a dues paying member of the NRA, uh, this is not the podcast for you. This isn't because I have no respect for the National Rifle Association. I have no respect for any of their members. Uh, that doesn't mean I think all guns are bad. This is where this argument kind of was spawned on social platforms. No, I think the NRA is a terrorist organization. You're not going to convince me otherwise. Simple as that. And I did get a response that said, well, and I'm paraphrasing here. Well, you better hope that when you're in trouble, there is a vet with a gun there to save your ass, to save your ass. Well, to that, I say, and this is like two, three, four, five fold. The gentleman that opened fire and killed, I believe we're at 11 people now total. I, I, I think that jumped up a bit while I was doing some show prep. My wife said, oh, yeah, I know. I think there was another one. Uh, that gentleman was a honorably discharged Marine who had served in Afghanistan. Uh, so he was literally a vet. On top of that, one of the individuals that was killed at Borderline Bar and Grill was also a Marine vet. He was killed. Borderline Bar and Grill had an armed security guard. So for everyone out there that's saying, well, we just need to arm everyone and all this other stuff, they had an armed security guard. And in fact, they also had a police officer who arrived at the scene moments after this started to, to, to pan out. And unfortunately, that police officer was killed in the line of duty. So don't give me this stuff about good guys with guns. 
Don't give me the stuff about, oh, you, you, you'll be lucky to have a vet save your life. A vet killed a bunch of people last night. There's no denying that. It's a fact. There was another vet there that wasn't able to save a bunch of people. Now, I'm sure he wasn't carrying guns, and it, you know maybe uh, that might be the case. I, I'm not saying he, he was less of a person for not being able to stop it, but the fact of the matter is there were people there that we always hear this narrative, always hear it, good guy with a gun. It didn't work last night. And can you imagine if that guy had an assault rifle as opposed to a, a handgun? Think about the casualties at that point. And that's why this discussion needs to continue. That's why this discussion needs to continue. I have no respect for the NRA. They need to be completely abolished. They shouldn't be a nonprofit organization. I, I, like, I can't stand that. They, they pump money into politics. They pump it into politics. And again, I'm going to say it one more time to specify, I have no problem with you owning a gun. You want to have a rifle to hunt, that's fine. You want to have a, a handgun because you, you think, and I'm not saying you maybe, I, I say you think, but because you think someone is going to come in and murder your family, that's fine. But we still need gun reform, and we still need to abolish the NRA. Period. Period. All right, let's lighten it up a little bit, wall fans. Uh, I got some good hashtags, some fun hashtags for you. One of them would be... Uh, no, actually, I have one more. This one's a good hashtag, uh, but it is not a funny hashtag. Uh, and that would another one trending around right now would be hashtag love is stronger than hate. Love is stronger than hate. Now, I really love this one. It's unfortunate that we have to, or that this hashtag had to become popular. However, I love this one, and I think this is an opportunity to share positive things, positive thoughts. And one of those things would be the fact that, uh, the fact that, uh, uh, people lined up around the block, around the block, to donate blood today because they needed blood donations for all the victims of that mass shooting. And in fact, people were turned away. Uh, I had another friend who posted on on social media earlier today had driven up to I, I, I'm not sure I I want to say Thousand Oaks, but it might have been like Cam wherever they're doing the blood donations up Ventura County uh, had driven up there and actually was turned away. Turned away because they they couldn't get through everyone. And that's just a fantastic thing to consider is despite all of this, we still have love out there. And the bottom line is this hashtag can't be more true than anything else. Love is stronger than hate. And we have to continue to spread that love. As much as I sit here and yell and rant at a wall and I'm going to drop some F-bombs here and there, love is still stronger than hate. And that's the most important thing that there is. Most important thing there is. Uh, all right, another hashtag that's going around right now. Could not stop myself. Hashtag could not stop myself. This one's a fun one. Uh, and I'm going to keep it simple. One of these that I found, this one came from at uh, my mean evil twin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's an interesting Twitter handle. At my, my mean evil twin. Uh, hashtag could not stop myself from touching the do not touch sign. Again, hashtag could not stop myself. These are funny. Search this one. Laugh a little. We all need, we all need a little bit of laughter uh, today. We we all really do. It's just a fact of the matter. Uh, we can't ignore things that have happened. But for everyone's mental health, for this country's mental health, you do have to laugh a little and detach from it at least a little bit, a little bit. So uh, another hashtag that's trending around right now. Uh, I can't read my own handwriting. Hashtag overtime I've learned. Hashtag overtime I've learned. And this one, 
just got again check this one out get a little bit of a laugh out of it uh but here's one i enjoyed this one was from at rico suave 60 uh clearly he had to pick 60 because there were 59 other rico suaves that chose a twitter handle before him uh, so at rico suave 60 very original sir <laughs> just come on <laughs> Uh, at Rico Suave 60, hashtag over time, I've learned that Twitter is a shitty dating website. It's like half of you women aren't even single. <laughs> hashtag over time, I've learned. Uh, yes, I do think that some people believe Twitter is a dating website. I've seen a lot of people kind of try to slide into, is that what the kids say? Slide into someone's DM? I think that's what the kids say these days. I, I don't know. I, I, I can't keep up with it. I'm, I'm clearly not hip enough. Uh, again, if you want like hip millennial talk regarding politics and, and current events and stuff, this guy named Hassan Piker, he was right here in Los Angeles and he's going to, he'll know all about like, you know, dating sites and, and sliding into DMS and being fleek or whatever the things he probably has 18 bays. I still don't know what the hell a bay is. Uh, that would be the place to get it. And in fact, if you really want this explained more than what I'm going to be able to do, this next hashtag, uh, yeah, just go watch it. Still subscribe and watch me, but if you want to feel a little hipper and get, you know, feel like you're kind of on the edge of the, you know, at, that's the word I'm looking for, on the edge of the millennials, uh, if you got your finger on the pulse of the millennials, that's the word I'm looking for. Where the hell is Bridget and Chris to keep me in line? I don't know what's happening here. Uh, that would be hashtag what would basic Jesus do? Hashtag, what would basic Jesus do? I'm not even sure what basic Jesus is. However, I did find this funny uh, from at Sunkiss. Uh, I'm, all right, I'm done reading Twitter handles. I'm done reading them. Mine are so simple. Tell the wall pod and Magic Muppet. Like, call it a day. I don't even understand. Can't even read this. Anyway, uh, from Dana, who's at something. Uh, hashtag, what would basic Jesus do? Make sure the bread was gluten free. Make sure the bread was gluten-free. I enjoyed that one. I also enjoyed this one uh, from at Lisa Persona. Hashtag, what would Jesus do? Wear a WWID wristband. I mean, if I was Jesus, I would definitely wear a WWID wristband. Chris, you're so sneaky. I saw that, Chris. Uh, I actually think Chris Hassong are extremely talented and uh, helpful uh, stats and information producer. I believe he's actually working on set right now, and I just saw a little thing fly across on the live feed. I think he's probably checking in quickly and throwing some likes our way and everything, but I believe he is on set right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be seeing him this weekend, so I'll get a little bit of a lowdown from him. Got to give him this damn shirt. That's sitting. I bought him a shirt in Connecticut, uh, real, a specific shirt. I'm not going to say it because he watches and listens, but I've said it before, and i got to give it to him this weekend. Now I'm extra excited to give it to him, given... <laughs> What happened in the World Series? A little teaser, teaser. Uh, all right, let's move on to a little bit of tech. Jesus Christ, we're like halfway through here and I'm not even on tech. Uh, Comcast had a little announcement this week. They are most likely going to be launching a set-top box. Yes, not a cable set-top box, but a set-top box that is geared toward internet-only customers. Now, it's going to have... It's going to be less robust than Apple TV and uh, Roku, Roku, whatever Amazon is, and uh, and the Google. We got all the Google. I don't know. I can't. I got an Apple TV. It's like the only Apple product in my home. Uh, it's like I had the damn thing for like six years. Uh, so that's what I do. And it's going to be less robust than that because it's not going to have all the, the specific apps and everything. Uh, and then it's also going to have a monthly fee. So really, they're trying to combat the cord cutters here. 
but you're gonna have to pay a monthly fee and you're gonna have a set top box that doesn't do as much of the things that most of the other set top boxes. they're not even set top boxes like the Google, the Apple TVs and the Googles and the and the Amazon Fire TV and Roku Roku is that Roku still a thing isn't that I got I look at tech every week, and I still can't keep up with these damn gadgets. Uh, I don't get it. It seems kind of... I get what they're trying to do to kind of combat the cord cutters. Uh, I don't see a lot of people doing this. I just... I don't, because you're going to pay a monthly fee. You're going to pay a monthly fee. We already There's already, like, Sling TV and stuff out there. Like, if you're paying a monthly fee... I already pay for freaking Hugu... Hugu? <laughs> Hulu and Netflix, uh, and, and like I'm not, I'm not paying more. I'm just not doing it. I, I've the only thing I'm waiting for is I've told my wife, and I've I've said this for like a couple years now. If if a cable company comes out and says you can have the absolute basic network channels, not have to do them over the air on the antenna for ten dollars, I'll do it. Outside of that, I'm not signing up for more stuff. I'm just not doing it. Uh, we got some movie news. Oh, my favorite, favorite foul-mouthed comic book character, movie character. Marvel character Deadpool. We got some new stuff coming out in theaters from Deadpool. A uh, little thing called Once Upon a Deadpool. And this is actually a PG-13 version of Deadpool 2. PG-13 version of Deadpool 2. Uh, limited theater release. It's actually going to be in theaters starting December 12th. And it will end on Christmas Eve, December 24th. A uh, couple interesting things here. First off. $1 from every ticket sold, $1 from every ticket sold is going to go to a nonprofit organization called Fuck Cancer. Yes, it is called Fuck Cancer. This is a cancer research organization uh, that's actually really been pushed hard by Ryan Reynolds uh, through Deadpool. And if you're familiar with Deadpool, the Deadpool character Wade Wilson actually has cancer. And the only reason he's not dying is because he is a mutant and he's Deadpool. Uh, so... In the spirit of this being a PG-13 film that they have recut, uh, they are calling it Fudge Cancer. Obviously. The other kicker about this, and this is going to get a lot of people excited if you haven't heard about it yet, is they have brought on another star. They actually shot a whole new framing device for the, not entirety of the movie, but parts of the movie. And that other star that has been brought in is Fred Savage. That's right, the one and only Fred Savage is going to be in Once Upon a Deadpool. And the framing device that they have used is Fred Savage in a bed while Deadpool reads him a story. I'm going to give everyone a second. For those of you not familiar with it, this is Princess Bride framing. Fred Savage was the kid being read the story in Princess Bride. And now Ryan Reynolds and the team at Deadpool are bringing him back for Once Upon a Deadpool. So get ready for that. I might go see it in the theater. I probably won't even have to worry about getting a babysitter because I'm feeling always going to be like, whatevs. <laughs> Just go see it. Uh, and then, like I said, money, $1 from every ticket going to Fudge Cancer, which is fantastic organization uh and in general fudge cancer because like if you if that's something we can all agree on even the orange menace sitting over there in, in washington dc can agree on that one like come on uh all right we got some news from abc abc there's a new show on abc just came out this season called the kids are all right the kids are all right if you're not familiar with this one highly recommend it. it's on hulu if you have hulu because uh, that's, that's where I watch it. But it is an ABC show. I, I'm not sure even which night it's on. I want to say Tuesdays. Nobody quote me on that. Because uh, like I said, I just turn on the Hulu. I'm like, oh, there's a new The, the Kids Are Alright uh, episode. And that's when I watch it. It's actually, I'm, I don't want to get into super details about it. Just check it out. Uh, but it's set in the 70s. A family that has eight boys. <laughs> you think that family's Catholic? 
Hmm? Set in the 70s, eight boys live in Los Angeles, uh, and the father works for, uh, I don't think they use it, but essentially works for, uh, you know, the, oh man, see, Chris is not here to help me out, works, uh, JPL, Jesus, JPL, uh, or what was JPL, obviously, back then, um, but and they don't say the actual words, but that's essentially what's going on there. Uh, so check it out. The kids are all right. I be, they they haven't confirmed they haven't confirmed how many more episodes they ordered. Uh, but the rumors are that it's putting them at a full twenty two season twenty two episode season, which is a traditional sitcom uh, episode amount of episodes for an entire season. So hopefully that one's doing well, uh, and we'll we'll just kind of see what happens. They got a big cast, obviously eight kids, eight boys, and it's it's raucously funny. I, I thoroughly enjoy it. My wife enjoys it as well. Uh, so highly, highly, highly recommend it. For those of you that are Veronica Mars fans, that's right, Veronica Mars. I've still not seen any of this, but I know everyone loses their mind, and that's why I throw it onto the podcast because it's very relevant. A lot of people love Veronica Mars. I'm a big Kristen Bell fan. I just never got around to watching Veronica Mars. It was never high on my list of, of things to watch. Uh, we did get some news from them regarding their casting, and of course, Kristen Bell didn't have to go far. They have actually cast one of her her castmates from The Good Place, and this would be Kirby Howell-Baptiste. She actually plays Simone. Uh, she just popped up this season, I believe, on The Good Place and uh, and is one of the characters on there. She will be playing a role in the Veronica Mars uh, revival that is coming out. So look forward to that. If you're a Veronica Mars fan, if you're a Kristen Bell fan, whatever it is, that's coming out at some point. I actually did see some news. There was... Uh, that was the one I'm blanking on his name now, and I've actually met the uh, Max Max Green something, and he was one of the actors on The New Girl. He was the Jewish guy on The New Girl. Uh, I just I can't think of his name on the show. Is Max something? who's actually a triathlete, ran in the Malibu Triathlon. He is all has also been cast in a role there. I actually saw that right as I was heading in the studio tonight, uh, after I'd already finished all my little like notes and stuff. So just didn't actually go in there. Uh, we've got some more television news. Loki TV series has been announced. Loki from uh, Thor and from the Avengers, you know, the bad dude, uh, Tom Hiddleston. Uh, they are developing a Loki TV series. And, of course, that's going to be put on Disney+. Plus. So I will see none of it. For those of you not familiar with the official name of Disney+, Plus, that is that Disney streaming service that we've been talking about for probably close to a year. We, we knew it was coming, and I've been making a little bit of fun of it. Uh, it's officially called Disney+, Plus because that's what Disney does. They did this when I was here. So they launched this little thing called ESPN+, Plus a few months ago. Uh, so just prepare yourself. Everything streaming from Disney is just going to be blah, 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 plus. Pixar+, plus. Marvel+, plus. all of the Fox properties+. plus. Like, two people are going to get that one. All the Fox Properties Plus. What does that even mean? Look it up. We've talked about it on the podcast. Uh, and there's also, in addition to the live-action Loki TV series, we are looking at another live-action Star Wars series that is in development. For those of you that are Star Wars fans, this is following Cassian Andor. God, I got I'm so bad with the Star Wars names. Cassian Andor, uh, who is one of the characters in Rogue One. Oh, no, my computer's doing things. I don't have my quotes right in front of me. Uh, he was one of the characters in Rogue One. They are now creating an entire live-action series around him. The actor's name is Diego Luna. I can't remember. I've seen Rogue One, but I think I fell asleep through part of it. Uh, again, this one is going to be on the Disney Plus platform. I will see none of it. I'm not signing up 
for your platform, Disney. I'm just not doing it. I'm paying out enough money for all this other stuff that I do for entertainment on a weekly, daily, monthly basis. I'm just not signing up for your Disney Plus stuff. I know there's people out there that are just like, take my money, mouse. I love giving the mouse my money. The mouse loves taking your money too, people. Loves it. Oh. All right, one more thing in TV, film, and books. Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad, if you're a fan of Breaking Bad, there is a film in development. We're getting word that it is going to take place right after the series finale of... Uh, <laughs> see? I agree, right? I'm with you, Amanda. I'm with Spencer, really. Uh, and so this, is, this film is going to take place right after the series finale of Breaking Bad, which I have no idea that happened in it, but it is, uh, it's not... Uh, it's not the, what's his name? Jesus, where is Chris? It's not Walter. It's not the Walter White character. It's like the Jesse Pinkman character. Please forgive me. I, I you know, my wife and I got through one season uh, plus one episode into season two of Breaking Bad. And I had absolutely, I had zero, like zero interest in it. I was like, nope, nope. I, I don't, I don't care about this show. I have zero interest. I you you know you get get on me. Breaking Bad is the greatest show ever. Trust me, I've everyone say this to me. It's the greatest show ever. How can you not like it? Because I don't like it. Who cares? Does it does it bother you? I don't like it. Are you offended that I don't like it? There's a lot of things I like that most people I know don't like. I don't really get offended. Uh, however, there is a Breaking Bad movie coming out, and I know that there is a huge following for Breaking Bad. Many people will say it's the greatest show ever on television. I, I don't agree, but that's fine. Uh, and there's a film coming out that's going to take place right after the end of the series. Hmm. Hmm. All right, let's get into some parenting. Parenting. We got some news out of Montana. I believe this was Billings, Montana. I might just be making that up because Billings, Montana is the only town I know in Montana. Oh, it was Billings, Montana. Looking at my notes here. It was Billings, Montana. Uh, so there was a woman, uh, mother of three in Billings, Montana, who has a six-month-old. She had been had recently gotten a new full-time job and had enrolled her six-month-old at a daycare there in Billings, Montana. Uh, one Friday recently, she went to pick up her child, arrived at the daycare, and it was completely closed up and locked up. She arrived there at like 5.15, uh, and really the daycare is supposed to be till 5.45 or 6 o'clock, whatever it was exactly, uh, but well before closing time or anything. So she's like, what's going on here? Where is my six-month-old? Where is my child? She calls the owner of the daycare, and the daycare gives her... The daycare owner gives her some excuse of, oh, I put I put him down, and the person that was supposed to be taking care of him must have gone home sick. So her six-month-old was actually locked inside of the daycare with nobody there whatsoever. Uh, fortunately, I imagine in some kind of crib because the baby had been put down to sleep, uh, but was in there alone. Who knows what could have happened? Nobody in there. And really, who knows? We don't even know how long. We don't, because you know the owner's not going to admit to that, and we only know when the mother of the child got there. Uh, and then, of course, we go to find out that this daycare has had plenty of problems recently, uh, not full investigations necessarily, but smaller investigations, uh, and now they are looking at a new investigation, obviously. And I will tell everyone, because I don't know if this is a chain, I don't think we have a lot of listeners in Montana, uh, maybe, maybe we do. I don't know. Uh, but please, please, please watch out for Kids R Us Daycare. That's right. Kids R Us Daycare uh, in Montana. And if there's a chain of them, just, just completely avoid it. Do not bring your children to that daycare just whatsoever. Uh, and this really got me thinking, that's why I put this into parenting, is we kind of forget. Now, now as parents, 
uh, and I'm sure Amanda can can attest to this. Really, uh, you know, as parents of young children who currently have young children, it, it's probably something you think of. Uh, but even as you're preparing to have a child, or even you know after your child, your children are teenagers and a little older, it's, you don't think about it. But this is something that is so so vital: is quality childcare, and you're giving your child over to not necessarily strangers, but to people that you don't know all that well. Or maybe you met them, went through like a little interview and a tour and stuff, but people you don't know super well, and you're leaving your child there, and you're entrusting them to take the best care of your child. And as we can see, unfortunately, that doesn't always happen. I'm not saying all daycares are bad. I have many friends that take their children to daycare. I, I, I do. And in fact, uh, my, my daughter goes once a week for half a day uh, to a nanny. She, she goes to a friend's house. They have is what I call a play date, but she's got a nanny. This is a very well-experienced nanny that we know personally, only taking care of two children uh, in our friend's home. Uh, so, you know, so I get it, having that quality care. Uh, and it really got me thinking about how spoiled I am because I do that, but I don't have to do that every day. And I really feel for parents that have to do that every day. Fortunately, uh, I am able to work out of the home, and I, and I have my daughter here with me most of the day, with the exception of that one day that she essentially goes on a play date once a week. Uh, but I'm fortunate enough to have that. Not everyone has that. Not everyone does. Uh, so be careful when you're finding a daycare location if you have to. And, and really talk to friends. Talk to more than just touring a place and everything else. And, and maybe take some time. You know, hang out at that daycare for a day. Whatever it is. Because I realize that childcare is a necessity, uh, but it's also something that we don't realize how how important is not the right word, uh, but how integral it is to to make sure that you have the right person taking care of your child. How how important that is. Oh, and I'm I'm just incredibly thankful for my situation. One other thing I want to talk about in parenting, and actually, I'm, I'm sorry, Amanda, if I'm calling you out on this. Uh, my friend Amanda, who's currently on the live feed, had actually posted this earlier. And her son, who I, I want to say is six, in the five to seven range, I believe six could be, I, don't quote me on that, anybody, Amanda's going to quote me on it, uh, and uh, uh, younger child, and had unfortunately caught the news this morning before his parents did, Amanda and my other friend Spencer, and had seen what was going on. And the question that he asked his mother, asked to Amanda, was, are all of those people going to Coco? For those of you not familiar, Coco is that is the Dia de la Muerta movie uh, that Disney had put out. It was very, very popular. I actually watched a, a good amount of it with my wife, and the visuals are just fantastic. I, I was kind of catching up on the plot. Uh, however, I am familiar with Dia de la Muerta. Uh, and, and that really got me thinking, this is something that we really have to deal with now. Uh, for me as a child, it wasn't something... Oh, five. I knew he was in the five to seven range, uh, so, so their son is five. Uh... I want to say six. I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, and this is something when I was a kid, yes, it came up occasionally, uh, but not as much as now. And now it's something that you really, you can't fully protect your children from. You can't. Now, now for the most part, I can. My daughter's turning two on Sunday. So, like, she didn't know what's happening. But once, once you get to, like, four, five, six, seven, when they're old enough to understand that something is happening, but too young, you know, not teenagers yet to realize that this is the news and that's what, and I don't have an answer for you. I don't think anyone has an answer. There's no correct answer on this, but unfortunately it is something that we have to deal with. It's something that's not going to end. It's not going away. Anyone that thinks this was, yeah, right. 
You know, I when Parkland happened, I was like, oh, this has to be it. Like, this is crazy. This has to be it. No. Four in the past week. Four. Think about it. Four. And what we have to do, the best we can do is, is and, and I think it comes down to individual parents. You're going to know how to talk to your child. And I'm sure Amanda had to have that conversation with her son. Or Spencer did. Whoever did. Had to have that conversation because he's old enough to understand. But too young to where you can really give him the, like, you know. Uh, call, I was a teenager when Columbine happened. I, I, my parents didn't have to have a discussion with me. I, I watched it happen on the news, you know. Uh, but as a young child, I, I really don't know how you deal with that. And I'm dreading, you know, a couple years from now when I'm going to have to do that with my daughter. And and the best thing I can say is we have to just protect that innocence as as much as possible. As much as possible. I agree. Uh, yeah. And see, Spencer's telling me there's there's just no answer. There's just no answer. And all we can do is try to shield them as much as possible. And you can't. You You can't. It's breaking news all over the place, and we live in this digital age. And that was also part of it when I was a child. There wasn't di- we weren't in this digital age where it was everywhere. I get up in the morning, and I ask my Google Home what's in the news. It's everywhere. It's one of the first things I do. I grab a cup of coffee, and I, I ask for the news while I'm playing with my daughter first thing in the morning. There's no answer. Uh, so really, Amanda and Spencer, I really do feel for you. I, 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 that, that one hit me hard this morning when I saw it. It hit me hard. I mean, the whole situation hits you hard, but just the innocence of kids, the kids that have to deal with this, their childhood is ripped away from them. Even kids that aren't direct victims of this, their childhood's ripped away because they see this. And we don't have an answer for them. We just don't. That's a good call. There's bad guys that don't have restraint. And maybe that's an instance where you also teach them, you know, this is why you stay by mommy. This is why you stay by daddy. This is why you, you don't get into cars with strangers. Because that was a thing when I was a kid. You didn't get into cars with strangers. Now we get into cars with strangers all the time. Let me get one of those Ubers. <laughs> Who are you? Almost di- I've almost died in an Uber. I, like, not even kidding. Where I, dec- I took an Uber uh, a couple months ago to my buddy Kevin's birthday party uh, over on the other side of town. I had to close my eyes. I had to close my eyes. Oh, my. All right, let's get into some tech. Uh, but I will, before I move on to some tech, I will tell you, uh, hold your family close. Hold your children close. Uh, and, and every opportunity you have, uh, tell the ones you love that you love them. They know it, but just tell the ones you love that you love them. There was a father who lost his 22-year-old son. Uh, unfortunately, he's able to say the last thing uh, that he, uh, the last thing that he said to his son was, I love you, son. It was dinosaur, ma. My mother likes to jump on my live feed. Uh, my code word when I was a kid was dinosaur. That's how I knew I could, uh, if a stranger was picking me up from somewhere, which which happened. My uncle, uh, my godfather, back in 1986, was gunned down, and I was getting in getting into cars with FBI agents left and right. And when my parents are dealing, it's a whole thing. Uh, but dinosaur was my was my code word. You do have to have the code word with the kids. Uh, let's move on to some tech. Moving on to some tech. So I've been teasing it for, I feel like I've been teasing it for a couple episodes now. Uh, we finally, 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 ah, I don't want to build that up too much. We finally kind of got the folding display unveiled from Samsung. They actually held an event this morning uh, and they unveiled the folding display Samsung phone. They unveiled it. Uh, and I say un- unveiled it. I'm finger quoting for the live feed here. It was very backlit. <laughs> 
It was on stage for 45 seconds. They basically showed the phone open and they showed the phone close back up. So you can't really see it real, real well. Uh, I will tell you the concept is awesome. I thought the concept was awesome from the beginning. Uh, and we do know that Google, as of this morning, actually added folding screen support for Android. So Android apps and Android operating system will actually be able to support these folding screens, which is awesome. Uh, but you know that means that, because I said I last episode of the one before, we've got one from a French company launching in December. Uh, we don't have exact dates on when the Samsung handset will come out. Uh, but you know, there's just, everyone's going to get on the folding phone game. And it might be great. It might suck. These folding phones might be terrible. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm hoping there will be a way to, like, try one out. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and that might be the way to go to see if it's actually worth it. But it has been unveiled. If you're, in, if you're interested, I recommend going to TechCrunch so you don't have to watch the entire keynote. Uh, and they literally posted a couple GIFs. And it, it's ridiculous. It's fully backlit. So, like, you can't, like it... It's like a full. It looks like a shadow hand holding up this device. It's fully, fully backlit. Uh, but check out the gifts. You're gonna see it like kind of in action. That would be the best place to go. Don't go watch the entire keynote. That's ridiculous. <laughs> it was like two hours, and ev everyone just wanted the folding. They're like, show us the folding phone. I get it. Like, that's why I don't watch any of the keynotes. I just go to TechCrunch afterward, and they're like, look at these pictures of all the stuff that everyone spent three hours watching. Yeah, it's right there. That's what media is for. Uh, despite the orange son of a bitch there in Washington dismissing the media, uh, they're actually here to convey information. With the exception of that fat son of a bitch, Alex Jones. Oh, we got some news from from his little organization coming up. I hate the fact that I still got to talk about him, but we're going to talk about it for a second. If well, time permitted, uh, we got some news from Amazon. They actually just launched an Alexa app for Windows 10. Windows 10, if you want to get Alexa on your Windows 10 device, you can now do so through the Microsoft Store. Uh, and of course, I like this because I think it's cool to see options uh, for your virtual assistant. Like, for example, I am a Microsoft user. I use a Microsoft Surface Pro. So I've got Cortana built in. Never used Cortana in my life. I, I, I also I use Google Assistant because that's what I have on my phone. That I have Google Homes in the house. Homes. I have a Google Home and a Google Mini or whatever that thing is the smaller version. Uh, so that's what I tend to use, but it's nice to see options for what people prefer. And it, it's kind of like, regardless of device here, you know, you don't have to have an Amazon device, uh, to have Alexa now, uh, to an extent they have built in a bunch of Alexa skills, uh, on the windows 10 app. However, there's some things that you're not going to get such as Spotify control, Pandora control. And this one's obvious to me, uh, is the communications control because you know, you can call, uh, you can call an Echo device from another Echo device. You're not going to be able to do that. It's just it's not something they built in, which totally makes sense. You, there's no reason to put, like, every freaking thing in there, you know? It's just even Google has different apps for certain things. You don't talk to people through your Google Home. You go to Google Hangouts, and that's when you talk to people, and you can do video and all that other stuff. Oh, oh my. This one. I've been looking forward to this one all day. All day. You know why? Because the Scooter Wars just got beefed up they did just get beefed up we got some news from ford that's right the car company ford got some news from them uh they actually just purchased the scooter startup spin one just under 100 million dollars they paid to purchase uh scooter startup spin this is another one of those just like bird lime uh uber no lyft whichever one, i can't remember which ones there's so many different scooter companies out there 
This one's actually been pretty big with uh, college campuses, uh, and we're just seeing the Scooter Wars continue, and now we got one of the, like, really, really big boys out there, a lot of money, like, because that, that's the thing. You can be like, oh, yeah, well, Lyft, they've got a lot of money. Yeah, you, you like, that's nothing compared to Ford money. Uh, so we're gonna see we're gonna see some money come behind this. Ford's in on the scooter war game, and the scooter wars are just they're not ending anytime soon. So look forward to more of that madness as we kind of get through the next <laughs> couple of months, years, really. Uh, and then it'll probably die off. It's gonna be like I, I think I think scooters are like the frozen yogurt effect. I really do. You know, yeah. I'm not gonna go back and explain the frozen yogurt effect. If you were alive in the '80s, you know what I'm talking about. The TCBY effect. People are going to be tired of scooters in a couple of years. I, I really feel like that's going to happen. But I could be absolutely wrong. I usually tend to be wrong on predictions like that. So I, I'll admit it right now. I'll probably be wrong. But that would be my guess. If you gun to my head, making a bet, that, that that's my guess is we'll be done with that in a couple of years. All right, one more thing in tech news. The Sony PlayStation Classic. The Sony PlayStation Classic. Uh, we've been hearing words like little tidbits and news pieces about this for the past year or so it is officially launching next month we are getting some word from it some word from it yes the playstation classic actually called me today and get no we are getting some information from sony uh it's going to include 20 different playstation one games i will say there is a difference between these games and the original classic playstation one games is that they have added 3d graphics uh, to many of those original titles, which back then just had 2D graphics. So it's a little different. Uh, but we're getting a lot of word, and it seems like it, and it's pretty obvious that they are... It's pretty much just a copy of the NES Classic, obviously, PlayStation Classic. Uh, and they're just kind of owning that, which I don't blame them. And it's funny, uh, I, we have an Atari. I got an Atari before we were even able to get hands on a... NES Classic, I bought it for my wife for Christmas last year, and it's essentially like an Atari Classic, and it's just got a bunch of Atari, there's nothing, nothing like, no one should be ashamed of that, it's funny, because I was reading an article, and they're like, and they're shameless, like, why, it's their IP, they have these games, the technology's out there, just make it, who cares, call it PlayStation Classic, call it the same damn thing, I don't even blame them for it, uh, it's getting a lot of good reviews, and, uh, and it, I think this is great for original PlayStation fans, me personally, like I just there's just no appeal. I didn't play PlayStation. I was getting a little too old for PlayStation. Uh, you know, I, I had a PlayStation Two at one time, like when I was in in college, or I, I think I was out of college at that point. Uh, and I essentially used it to watch blue. Uh, no, didn't even have Blu-ray technology at that point. Just watching DVDs. I think the one thing I just had just played DVDs. Uh, but so I was never a PlayStation gamer. But I get it. If you are, that's why there's an NES Classic in my house because I was a Nintendo kid. I enjoyed playing my Nintendo games. So if you enjoy playing your PlayStation games. Go on out, grab yourself one of those. It's going to be $99.99, and it is officially launching next month. You'll be able to buy it next month. And I guarantee, I bet Sony, because Sony's not a bunch of dickheads like Nintendo, You're pro it's probably not going to sell out the first day like Nintendo did where I had to wait a freaking year and a half to get one, my hands on one. Speaking of which, the freaking NES Classic controllers, finally, you can get, like, you can get them now. So if you've been waiting and, and didn't realize, get yourself a second NES Classic controller. I gotta get on Amazon and order ten bucks. I got. I just keep forgetting to go on there and order. Just made a big order today too. It's my kid's birthday this weekend. I should have just thrown it on there. What am I thinking? See, we get a little tangented. This is why Bridget needs to be around. She'd be like, "What are you talking about?" No. <coughs> Excuse me, man. My, my voice is going. I th my kid's getting sick again, and I, I swear to God, I get sick every time she freaking gets sick. It's the life of having a toddler at home. 
All right, moving on to some common sense. This one's just been getting me all week. Uh, And in fact, my wife on Tuesday night refused, refused to believe it. I'm not even kidding. She was like, no, no, there's got to, no, there has to be more to count. No. Uh, And that would be Cousin Beto losing to that slug that is Ted Cruz down there in Texas. Oh, Cousin Beto. Uh, I said it that night before we got results, and I I say it with conviction now. Beto O'Rourke wins the Senate seat in any other state outside of Texas. He wins. 49 other states, he wins. Montana, Alabama, Florida, he wins. But he didn't win in Texas uh, because apparently Texans like weird sluggy dudes who have no respect for themselves, no respect for others, and really just let themselves get chided by an orange son of a bitch all the time. Uh, That's who you guys voted for. So good job, Texas. I mean, everything is bigger in Texas, so they had to have a fat-ass son of a bitch senator instead of a good-looking younger dude like Cousin Beto. So I kind of get that. Uh, But seriously, it, it blows my mind. It blows my mind that you can look at a guy like Ted Cruz and vote for him over a guy like Beto O'Rourke. Now, it blows my mind to an extent, but not fully. Not fully. Because that's how hateful people are. In fact, I don't even want to say that's how hateful people are. That's how hateful Republicans are. I'm not a Democrat. I'm obviously not a Republican. I'm not anything. I'm an independent. Not the American Independent Party. I'm an independent. I don't care about Republicans or Democrats. I don't care if it's Democrats that win. What I do care about is people with intelligence, people with conviction, and people with progressive values winning. But no, we can't have that in Texas. We can't have compassion. We can't have respect for minorities. No. Which is crazy because the dude's a freaking minority. Like, it's crazy to me. No, we're going to instill this slug. Let him, let him serve us for another six years. And he ain't serving you not serving you he's a gets an a rating from the nra and he just takes money in to then support republicans that's how politics works as opposed to beto o'rourke who took no money from political action committees all of his money was grassroots raised money that's why he wins in all 49 other states except for texas because they've got a bunch of idiots down there in texas and i'm sick of it i i have family down there i have family down there and i love my family but you know what texas like they could just drop off like, just drop off. Be Go be your own country. I think that was a thing they were talking about a few years ago. Go be your own country. That's fine. Just just go do it. Because you got a bunch of bigoted sons of bitches sitting in the middle of that state, and it's ridiculous to me. But I will say, ridiculous respect for Beto O'Rourke. And sp- speaking of th- like, that's what's crazy about Republicans. They elected a dead pimp in Nevada. Republicans elected not only a pimp, but a dead pimp in Nevada. Dead. He's dead. Not only that, but Republicans in San Diego, in California, elected Duncan Hunter. He was reelected. I was in San Diego a few weeks ago, and I was driving around and turned to my wife. I'm like, what are all these Duncan Hunter signs doing here? Has nothing to do with politics. The dude stole your, the dude stole your money. He stole money from you to go vacation. And you still elected him. Why? Well, he's Republican. I got him. <laughs> Give me a fucking break. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed for San Diego. I'm embarrassed for Texas. And I'm not that embarrassed for Texas. Kind of expect that. I'm embarrassed for San Diego. You're better than that. You're better than that. You elected Duncan Hunter. The dude, like, look at this. Look at the way, look at what he did with campaign funds. Look at the way he treated his wife. 
and that's what you want for leadership? Give me a fucking break. Uh, give me a break. I like it's it's disgusting. It's disgusting. And that's what happens. Why? Because he's Republican. Who cares what party anyone's from? I don't care if he's Republican or Democrat. Well, I do at this point because I've seen the hatred that comes out of that party. Zero respect. Zero. It's all gone. All gone out the window. I do have a lot of respect for Beto O'Rourke, who had one of the greatest concession speeches in the history of concession speeches. I'm not going to go through all of it, uh, but I will say I will give you two quotes from his concession speech. Uh, one of them, and I quote, I am honored to have been able to do this with you and grateful. We will see you down the road, end quote. This quote I love. As he was in the middle of his concession speech and talking about all of the people that have supported him as he traveled the entire state for the past year or so, raising money and holding rallies daily, daily. Ted Cruz backed out of rallies because he couldn't get on a plane. Beto O'Rourke got in a car and drove there. Th these, are not, these are not things I'm making up. This is not fake news for you Orange Menace supporters. This is fact. The man hit the ground and he got out there with the people of his state. And honestly, we don't even know that he actually lost because that whole straight ticket thing. I think the straight ticket thing shouldn't, shouldn't be allowed in the first place. Uh, but as he was giving his concession speech, and this was live on CNN and live on another news network, he said, I'm so fucking proud of you guys while he was addressing all of his supporters. Uh, and he said, and I quote, everybody who worked on this campaign, every volunteer and ambassador, everyone who knocked on doors, everyone who made phone calls, everyone who allowed themselves to hope and believe to be inspired by one another and to turn it into action and into votes, end quote. I, I can't get over, like, and, and you wanted that slug. You wanted that slug, Texas. I can't get over it. I can't, I, like, you know, because he's not a Republican. It's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. And you know what? I'm going to leave you with this. I'm not even going to get through these last few things. I'm going to leave you with this. Because this has been bothering me for the past week or so. When I was really thinking about it. So we have found that a lot of times Republicans tend to be very wealthy. Not all of them. But they tend to be very wealthy. And they're wanting to protect their wealth and not really not share their wealth. Whereas we find a lot of Democrats, and again, I'm not a Democrat myself. I'm not, I'm an independent. If you want to label me, you can label me as progressive because I have compassion. I have compassion for the LGBT community. I have compassion for minorities. I have compassion for immigrants. So you can, you can label me that way. But you find, you find a lot of Democrats who are in favor of public programs, who are in favor of health care, who are in favor of all these things. They don't have as much money as these Republicans, as many of these Republicans. I'm not saying all Republicans have money. Obviously, they don't. The ones that don't are really voting, like bottom line is black and white, you're voting against your best interests. If you don't have money, you're voting against your best interests. Because there's tax cuts, it's only the wealthy people. Go, go do some real research. Don't listen to the orange blowhard. If you do real research, you'll see that the numbers are there. And that got me thinking because a lot of times we have like Ted Cruz and others who say, I'm such a good Christian man. I'm such a good Christian woman. Let me remind you of a story in the Bible. And someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Jesus, this was, well, who knows if he told the story, but it's in the Bible. And it's a story of a rich man who goes to the temple and he goes to tithe. If you're not familiar with tithing, you, you give money to the church to help support the church. The, this, the temple, whatever it is, all religions do this. I, I believe all of them do. Most of them do. 
very wealthy man goes up and here's 500 gold pieces. This is my tithing for the temple. And the next very wealthy man, and that's chump change to this gentleman. The next very wealthy man comes up and says, here's a thousand gold pieces for the temple. Again, chump change for that man. A lot of, a lot of money for the time, but to that individual, chump change. The next man comes up, offers two copper pieces to the temple. Now, Jesus taught us that the one who gave the most in that instance was not the first man, not the second man. It was the third one because he gave everything he had as opposed to a small fraction of the wealth that he possessed. So don't give me this Christian bullshit. Go read the Bible. I've read the Bible a lot. That's a fact. I've read it a lot. I practically taught taught a class in high school. Anyone who was in that class with me in high school can attest to it. Practically taught a class on the New Testament in high school. For those of you not familiar with the Bible, that's all the Jesus stuff is the New Testament. I had classmates in that class that would ask a question. They would raise their hand. The teacher would call, them and call on them, and they would literally turn to me to ask the question. I know what I'm talking about. And I want anyone out there to consider that. How much money do you need? How much money does anyone need? Not as much as a lot of these people are hoarding. And that's a fact. There's no arguing that. Nobody needs as much money as a lot of people in this country have. Nobody does. And that's with lavish spending, and they still don't need that much money. So don't tell me that stuff. Don't tell me it's my money. I don't want to pay more taxes and all this other stuff. Pay your fair share. Pay your fair share. How much do you need? Because I'll tell you, in my house, in my family, we pay as much as we can to help others. And I think everyone in this country, if everyone would learn to do that, we would be much, much better off. Much better off. Uh, I'm going to save the Dr. White House video because I did tease I was going to talk about InfoWars. Uh, the White House used a doctored video from InfoWars from Alex Jones. I just, I, it's astounding how this every day, how this happens every day. There's something new every day. And here we have it again. We're going to unpack that a little bit next episode. Uh, I think, right? What is, no, we will have an episode next week. We will potentially, potentially not have an episode Thanksgiving week. Keep that in mind. If we do have an episode, uh, it will not be on the usual Thursday night because that's going to be Thanksgiving. Uh, and usually by like 8 o'clock on Thanksgiving night, I am a little buzzed and full of turkey and sleeping on the couch. <laughs> so it's just not going to happen. Keep that in mind. I will update everyone. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at TellTheWallPod and at MagicMuppet. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash GoTellToTheWall. You're going to get those updates there. Uh, don't forget to bookmark SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Check back often. And, of course, head on over to your YouTube uh, channel. Uh, just go to YouTube, search Go Tell to the Wall. And make sure you subscribe. I don't push the subscribing a lot just because I feel like it's a given. You know what I mean? Oh, thanks, Amanda. Uh, it's, it's a given, but make sure you subscribe wherever you want to listen. Like, the podcast is basically everywhere except SoundCloud. I, like, we're not on SoundCloud, but we're on Spotify, Google Play, uh, I, uh, Apple Podcasts, um, 
Oh my gosh. At like uh, uh, Player FM. There's so many. Like it's crazy. So make sure wherever you prefer to listen, make sure you subscribe. Subscribe to our YouTube page. Tell your friends. Share posts. Uh, but like I said, I will update everyone with what's happening Thanksgiving week. And of course, in the next like three, four weeks, I got to look at the calendar. We will have our second, second, yes, second annual Go Tell Us the Wall Christmas special. So look forward to that. All right. We, like I said, we will be back. Uh, next week, same wall time, same wall place. Uh, thank you all for joining. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. We will be back next week with episode 77. This has been... Uh, uh, no, we'll be back next week with episode 78. This has been episode 77 of Go Tell to Wall Podcast. I am, of course, your favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And remember, no matter where you go, no matter who you're with, no matter what you're doing, and no matter why you are doing it, Always, always use common sense.